Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. How's everybody doing? Let's uh, go over to Matthew 24. And uh, we want to spend some time tonight uh, looking at something that I'm just, uh, just calling the main thing. The main thing. Uh, Christians have a terrible habit of overreacting. And uh, they can be the most overreactionary people in the world. Uh, I heard a story one time some years ago. Uh, there was a certain minister that began to talk about, and some ministers began to talk about, and they were saying that uh, Madeline Murray O'Hara had uh, got a petition together and was petitioning the FCC to take all Christian programming off of TV, and, and you need to write the FCC, and you need to... Uh, let your voice be known. And I know that we need to stand up for things, but an investigative reporter decided, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to investigate this, you know, because if that's the case, you know, we, we want people to know it. And so he went to the FCC, and he's talking to all the people. And, and so finally he got with the person that he needed to talk to, and the lady said, well, sir, we're, I mean, we're glad that you're investigating this, but come here, I want to show you something. And they took him to a room, and and here was all this postage that all these Christians had sent in, something like $200,000 worth of postage. And uh, she said, so we've got all these letters. She said, the only problem is there's no petition to take anything off TV. Amen. When, when something, when things go on in the world, you can't overreact. Amen. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is an undefeatable force. Jesus said, on this rock I'll build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Amen. So it's the main thing. If I'm not focused on the main thing, I won't be accurate. And if I'm not accurate, I won't be effective. Amen. This is so important because I'll tell you, for years, and I know for me, I was born again when I was eight years old. So that means that, you know, I've been saved somewhere around 40, 45 years, something like that, made some mistakes along the ways. But here's the point. We've talked about the rapture of the church and the last days for all those years. Folks, we're there. We're there. We're on the precipice of a lot of things that are, that, that's going on in the world. Now, in Matthew 24, Jesus says some things. And when you read Matthew 24, whenever you read a passage of Scripture, you've got to read with this in mind. Who is the intended audience? Who is the chapter talking about? What is the chapter talking about? Matthew 24, very often people talk about this is, this is talking about the church and talking about this. This is talking about the days leading up to the second coming of Christ, after the second coming of Christ, not the rapture of the church. When you read through the Bible, you'll come to understand something, that the tribulation period is especially hard on the Jews. God's judgment is falling on that nation in an extreme way in the tribulation. They're the ones that are crying out, let the rocks fall on us. Let's go hide in Petra. Let's go do all these things. Now, here's the point that I'm making. So Matthew 24 describes events that will happen before the second coming, not the rapture. All throughout the scripture, the term second coming of Christ the great and terrible day of the Lord, the day of the Lord, the second coming. 
Those are all references to Jesus' physical return to the earth when he sets up his kingdom for a thousand years on the earth. The terms that describe the church are caught up, catching away, all right? Which is, it's, 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 is the word that means to snatch away, to snatch out of, all right? Now, why is that important? Because when you look here in Matthew 24, there's some things that Jesus says. And the first thing that he says is uh, in verse 4, Take heed that no man deceive you. Take heed that no man deceive you. And then he goes on and says the reason for that is because there's going to be false Christs that come and say, I'm Christ and will deceive many. All right? Well, so the first thing he says is don't be deceived. So there, there are things that you hear that if you allow them to deceive you, it'll get you off the main thing. Right? Because we're going to talk about the main job of the church tonight. Hallelujah. And he goes on and he says uh, uh, in verse 6, don't be troubled because all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. So notice the first thing he says is don't be deceived and second, don't be troubled. Don't be troubled. Don't overreact. Don't panic. Why? Because all these things have to come to pass. But notice, the end is not yet. And then he goes on, he says, nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There'll be pestilences, earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. All right, they're beginning of sorrows. Or they're the birth pains. They're, 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 they're the pre-delivery pains. All right? Now, notice this. He goes on. And says, in verse, uh, let's go over to verse 35. He says, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, know not the angels of heaven, but my Father only, the, the coming of the Lord, the second coming of Jesus. Now notice this, for, for as in the days that were before the flood... They were eating, drinking, marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. Now, notice something. The day that Noah entered into the ark is interchangeable with the rapture of the church. All right? He says, they did not know until the flood came and took them all away. So shall the coming of the Son of Man be. All right, so before the coming of the Son of Man, before the second coming of Jesus, the righteous are taken out. Now, here's the thing, but we can't just sit and wait on that day. We got to keep the main thing, the main thing. The rapture is not the main thing. It's the blessed hope, but it's not the main thing. All right? Because that, that's, what, that, that's why people buy land in the desert and, 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 and you know, stock up on canned goods and water and, and toilet paper and all that stuff because they're just going to hold out till the rapture comes. But here's the thing. If the church doesn't focus on being salt and light in the midst of a dark and untoward generation, we're missing the main thing. We have to keep preaching the word of faith. We have to keep declaring what the word of God says, saying what God said, giving people hope, giving people an answer. Amen. It's at this time that the world needs to see the church cool, calm, and collected, knowing that God's still on the throne, nothing has changed in the kingdom, and we still have the victory. Amen. So he says, now, but notice something. He said, as it was in the days of Noah. Well, how was it in the days of Noah? Well, let's go over to the book of Genesis. Uh, Chapter 6. And verse 9. Now, these are the generations of Noah. Noah was a just man and perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. 
And Noah begat three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Notice, this is before the flood. The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. And God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. And God said to Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me, for the earth is filled with the violence through them, and behold, I will destroy them with the, with the, with the, flood, with the earth. Do you see this? So how was it in the days of Noah? Men had corrupted their way. They had corrupted the earth. In, in one place, God came down and he said, man's imagination is only on evil. Right? Now here's my point that I'm saying. So it shouldn't surprise us that the world's acting like the world. Shouldn't make us panic. That, that, that there are people that don't like the church or don't like the truth. They're corrupting their way. Amen. But remember, that's not the main thing. The main thing is not how wicked things are. The main thing is us staying salt and light. The main thing is us to keep preaching what we know works. The main thing is for us to not get politicized and overly political and for us to stay with what the Word of God says. Stay down the middle of the road. Amen. Hallelujah. Do, do you see this? So God comes and He says, they've corrupted the earth. Their imaginations are only on evil. And so I've got to do something about this. Amen. We're in this season where we're, we're, we're balancing on that tipping point. Amen. Whatever, ever what you think may happen or, or whatever may happen. I'm, I'm not preaching on the, the political side of this. But, you know, if it's, if it's 49% for the president and 50% for... Uh, uh, Mr. Biden, but here's, here's the issue. Either, either way, somewhere the righteous didn't get out and do what they were supposed to do. And if, if, if we find out that there was a bunch of shenanigans going on and it changes, great. But here's the point. We're still at that tipping point. Amen. America does not get to escape the recompense of their ways. We got to keep the main thing, the main thing, being salt and light. We're the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay, back over to Matthew 24. Am I helping you? I want to keep the main thing, the main thing. Hallelujah. Verse 45. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in their season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Do you see that? So notice what he's saying. The person that will be blessed is the person that even when the second coming of Jesus, when he returns physically to the earth, He's going to find people that are still keeping the main thing, the main thing. And he said, that person will be blessed in their doing. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, before any of this comes on the earth, the church is gone. We escape it. We're going to show you that tonight. We escape it. But our focus is not escaping. Our focus is there's still going to be people before the rapture that need to hear the truth about Jesus, they need to hear that Jesus loves them, that there's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun, that there's victory in the ways of God, and they can escape the pathways of defeat. We got a letter today from a young lady that's in a treatment center, and she somehow got Pastor Michelle's book, Finding God's Answers. 
And she said, me and my kids are in this treatment center. We're quarantined. One of the kids had COVID. And she said, I don't have any money. Can you send me some more books? Well, yes, we can. We can send you everything we got. We'll send you our whole library. Why? That's the main thing is the main thing. Jesus came and he said, my purpose, my goal, my purpose for being on the earth is to preach the gospel to the poor, to announce liberty to the captives, to open the prison doors, to open the eyes of the blind, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. That's our job. I said, that's our job. Amen. Because those things are going to happen. We're going to leave here. Notice over in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. First Thessalonians chapter 2. <clears throat> Actually, I said first, I meant second. Second Thessalonians chapter 2. And verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter, as from us, that the day of Christ is at hand. So notice what he goes through. Don't be shaken in mind. Don't be troubled. There, there are spirits that are going to try to trouble you. There are words that people will say. There, there are things that people will even say are of God. But he said, don't be shaken in, and, or troubled in your mind. Do you see this? It says, let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come. What day? The, 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 the tribulation, the day when the Antichrist is revealed, it will not come except there come a falling away first. Now, if you stop right there, here's what people have heard all their lives growing up in church, that this is that apostasy, a great falling away in the church, a backsliding in the church. And it is. It's the Greek word apostasis. All right, and it can mean to lead away. But uh, I remember one time, Rick Renner said something. He said uh, he said that the most accurate Greek version, uh, the most literal version, was the Woost translation, and uh, or some people call it Weast. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I remember studying this out. And I saw something. And the Woos Bible in verse 3 says, Do not begin to allow anyone to lead you astray in any way. Because that day, that revealing of the Antichrist. All right? Now, why am I saying that? Because there are people right now preaching that the Antichrist is walking around. There are people preaching that the Pope is the Antichrist. Well, what if he dies? He's probably going to. He's in his 90s, right? Well, then we'll know they were wrong. But here's the thing. That day shall not come except, here it is, the aforementioned departure of the church to heaven comes first. So he's not talking about this apostasy. The church is going to fall apart and there's going to be a great backsliding. He says, now... Other scriptures will help us see it clearer. He says the Antichrist cannot be revealed. The coming of the Lord cannot occur. The tribulation cannot occur until the departure of the church. Now, why is this important? Because there are people, most preachers that you know do not believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. They don't believe in it. They, they don't believe in it. I heard one, one prominent minister talk about how that was fallacy how it was laughable. And so somebody wrote his ministry and said, well, what do you do with the scripture that says the Lord will return with 10,000s of his saints? He said, oh, well, that's he caught us up real quick and we went to heaven for a moment and came right back with him. 
That's called a U-turn rapture. <laughs> you just get there and you're like, oh, got to go. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, roller coaster. No, all, all through the scripture. And, and my question to them is, what, what do you do with the marriage supper of the Lamb? What do you do with the righteous around the throne? That was a number that no one could number. What, what do you do with those that are singing the song of the redeemed that no one can sing but the redeemed? They can't sing it. We sing it. Amen. So the departure of the church. Am I helping you? Uh, And that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition who opposes and exalteth himself above all that is called God or that is worship so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God showing himself that he is God. Remember you not that when I was with you I told you these things and now you know. Now watch this. What withholdeth? Well, what did you say? This man cannot show up until the church leaves. Now you know what's holding him back. That's why the church doesn't panic. We're so strong and so full of the power of God that Antichrist can't even reveal himself till we're gone. Why? We'd defeat him in a moment. We'd out him so quick because we would know these things by the Spirit of God. The church, the real church of the Lord Jesus Christ will not be deceived, will not fall for any of the enemy's tricks, and we don't panic. Well, this isn't the world I grew up in. No, it's not. And it's not ever going to be again. It's, it's not. You just, you got to plan for it. I've had people, I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say that recently. Oh, this is not the America I grew up in. No, and it never will be again. It never will be again. But that doesn't change us. That doesn't change what we have to do. It doesn't change our stand. It doesn't change what's been said. Am I helping you? Are you following me? I asked somebody, I said, what changed? Oh, oh, it's just, well, what changed? What exactly changed? Nothing. Jesus is still on the throne. We're still the body of Christ. We still are governed by the blessing. Nothing can change that. The the people of Israel that are always a shadow and a type of the church in the Old Testament were in slavery to Egypt, in slavery to the world, in slavery to the spirit of the world, and yet in the middle of that bondage and that slavery, when God decided to come down and initiate the blessing with that group of people that had went away from God, it was just a matter of time, and the strongest nation in the world was obliterated, and they were set free. Nothing changes the fact that we're governed by the blessing. Amen. So now we know that man of sin can't be revealed till the church leaves. Hallelujah. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he that letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. That's us. In other words, he won't be on the scene till we get taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed. Now, why is this important? Because this is going to happen, but it's not the main thing. It's not the main thing. You will never know who the Antichrist is because you'll never be around him. And so people are trying to figure out who's the false prophet, who's the Antichrist, trying to come up with all these things. And it's speculation. And what does speculation get you? A lot of disappointment. Don't speculate. Don't tribulate and don't speculate. Amen. Woo, glory to God. This is a good Thanksgiving message. Hallelujah. But it's not the main thing. Look what Paul said. He said, look, there's a lot of things being said, but don't be troubled in mind or your heart. Because that's not true. Amen. Hallelujah. 
Look at uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Let's start in chapter 4. Whoo, glory. I had a, a minister one time, older minister, an elder in the Lord, and I, I didn't argue with him too much. I mean, I, I've stated my position, but uh, he was talking to me one day about the tribulation. And he looked at me one time and he said, y'all, you're one of those secret rapture guys, aren't you? And I said, yep. <laughs> and he started, he started talking to me and uh, I said, listen. I said, and I just asked him questions very reverently, very respectfully. I said, if you don't believe in a, a pre-tribulation rapture, and I asked him all the questions I talked about tonight. What about the marriage supper of the Lamb? What about the righteous around the throne? How do you account for that? And he said, oh, the book of Reve- it's because the book of Revelation is not written in chronological order. I said, no, 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 no. I said, you're making a mistake because you don't understand the book of Revelation is about two different scenarios that are going on. It's a story on earth and a story in heaven. And, and, and the chapters switch back and forth. I said, so he'll show us what's going on in the earth and then he'll show us what's going on in heaven. Has nothing to do with chronological order. I said, because the, 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 the book of Revelation, John said he was going to prophesy about things that were, things that are, and things that will be. So the book of Revelation talks about past, present, and future events. Amen. Well, my point in saying that is if you don't believe in a pre-tribulation rapture, what are you going to do? You better start preparing now. You better start building your faith because the Bible says you won't be able to buy or sell if you don't take a mark. You won't be able to go to the grocery store. You won't get medical care. You, will, you, you can do nothing. There are people on the earth that get saved and don't take the mark and even end up giving their life for it. And there are people that make it through by the grace of God and by their belief. But here's the thing. It doesn't have to be that way. If the church will keep the main thing the main thing, amen, we'll populate heaven and plunder hell. But we've got to keep the main... That's why we've got to be on TV. That's why we've got to keep the word going out. Because that, that's the main thing. That's why, that's why we got to keep doing our outreaches. That's why we got to keep touching our children. That's why we got to keep touching our students. That's why we got to keep doing what we're doing because that is the main thing the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Did you find 1 Thessalonians 4, uh, verse 14? If we believe, for if we believe Jesus died and rose again, Even so, them which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. Now notice, by the word of the Lord. Paul doesn't say that a lot. So he's saying, I got this from God. He says that about the revelation he received of who we are in Christ. He said that about the the communion supper table. And he says that about the rapture. I got this from God. Amen. That we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, the trump of God, and the dead in Christ, notice this phrase, shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. There's that phrase. Caught up together with them in the clouds. All right, that word clouds, it literally means the lower firmament. So Jesus appears at cloud level, and there's the shout of the archangel, the trump of God, and the dead in Christ rise to meet him first, right? And then we that are alive and remain are caught up to be together with him. Remember what he said in 1 Thessalonians? He said, don't be troubled. He said, but I'm talking to you about this. Whereas it concerns our gathering together unto the Lord. We're gathered unto Him. Hallelujah. Then we which are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. We will meet Him in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord 
Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. In other words, when you see things going the way they're going, comfort one another with the words that we're out of here before it really gets bad. But that's not the main thing. Right? Verse 1 of chapter 5, But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. Now wait a minute. A thief in the night. In the night. I'm going to show you this in just a moment. We're not in the night. The Bible says we're children of the day. What, why, why is that important? It's not coming like a thief for us. Because we're not going to be here at the second coming of the Lord. Amen. We're, we're coming back with him at the second coming of the Lord. For you yourselves know perfectly the day of the Lord comes as a thief in the night. For when they shall say. Now notice the phrases, the words, the verbs. When they shall say peace and safety, sudden destruction. Cometh upon who? Them. As travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. We shall escape. Do you see this? But you, brethren, notice, are not in darkness. That that day should overtake you as a thief. Why? We're not, we're not in darkness, so we're not going to be here at the day of the coming of the Lord. We're coming back with Him. We're in the light. Those that are in the light are going in the rapture. Amen. We are first load folk. Yes, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. They that are drunk are drunk in the night. Notice, but let us, who are of the day, be sober. Notice he's getting into the main thing. Let us be sober. What do we do? Put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet the hope of our salvation. What, what, the, what is the hope of your salvation? The rapture of the church. Put that on your mind. Gird up your mind with that. No matter what's going on, I have the hope of my salvation that one day I will hear the shout of the archangel and the trump of God and I will be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye I'll be out of here hallelujah notice for God has not appointed us to wrath but to obtain salvation now hang on a second he can't be talking about getting saved because we've already obtained that. The rapture is used interchangeably with that word salvation. One of the main words of, of salvation is rescue or deliverance. God's not appointed us to wrath. The whole point of the tribulation is the wrath of God being poured out on disobedient, wicked people that are rebellious that will not turn. And the Bible says because that's what they wanted, God gives them their full cup of it. Amen. That's why when you hear people talking about something being the wrath of God, they don't have any idea about the wrath of God. No idea at all. During the tribulation period, 60, 60 pound flaming hailstones fall out of heaven and kill people. And it says that as those hailstones are falling, that people turn and curse God. It's, it, 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 it says that in that day, those, those demon spirits that look like scorpions have, are given the power to inflict pain on men. And it says that it's so painful men want to die, but death has escaped them. They can't die. Why? Because you wanted it, you get the full cup. So now listen, I'm saying that for a reason. That's why we got to keep the main thing the main thing. 
That's, we, that's why we got to take as many people with us as can because this is really going to happen. The rapture of the church is really going to happen, but the wrath of God is really going to be poured out. It's really going to infiltrate the earth. It's really going to destroy mankind. And hundreds of thousands and millions of people will die in that period of time because they refused to turn to God and they rebelled and they would not live for Him and His wrath will take them unawares. Hallelujah. We got to keep the main thing, the main thing. Do you see that? Oh, glory. But God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation, that whether we wake, in other other words, whether we're alive or dead, we're going to live together with Him. Woo! So even if you die before the rapture of the church, you're still going. Still going. Amen? Wherefore, notice, comfort yourselves together and edify one another even as also you do. Comfort yourself with what? These words. Now, look at Nahum chapter 1 and verse 9. One, verse 2, actually, I'm sorry. God is jealous and the Lord revengeth. The Lord revengeth and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries and he reserveth his wrath for his enemies. He reserveth wrath for his enemies. Hallelujah. Well, I'm showing you this because we're not objects of God's wrath. We're, we're going to escape the wrath. But that's not the main thing. Look back over at Matthew 24. And I say this because I'm teaching on this tonight, saying this because it's, it's so easy to get sidetracked. Hilton Sutton used to tell ministers all the time, he would say, don't speculate. Because people will always want to speculate. They'll try to set dates. I remember uh, when I was younger, 1988, so I would have been, what, 22, I guess. The guy wrote the book, 88 Reasons Jesus is Coming in 1988. I mean, sold millions of copies, made him wealthy. People quit their jobs, sold their homes, cleaned out their bank account. Got, got, went out to the desert, got ready for Jesus to come. He didn't come. He said, well, I miscalculated. Yeah, he did. He speculated. Remember what Jesus said? He said, here's what you do. He, the, the, the Bible says the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, is as a man that went on a far journey. And he left his goods with his employees and said, occupy till I come. Do business till I return. The great business of the church is getting men and women saved and preaching the gospel in their lives. That's the great transaction of the church. That's what, we're, that's what we are saddled with doing. Amen. And so that doesn't change. But when, how long did he say to do that? Till the end. Right? So we don't, we don't want to get over there and start speculating. Well, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? You'll get messed up. I say, I say, you'll get messed up. You got to get up every day with the main thing, the main thing. Right? Hallelujah. You, 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 you live like you're going to live forever and you work like you're out of here tomorrow. Amen. 
I've kept that in my mind over the years. I've had people say, Pastor, why don't you ever slow down? How can we? How can we slow down? How can we back off? How can we do less? If we're going to keep the main thing the main thing. Amen. Matthew 24. Whew. Verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached for all the world, in all the world, for a witness unto all nations. That word is ethnicities. And then shall the end come. Well, now I've heard people say, and and I'm not going to disagree with them strongly, but I will say this. I've heard people say, well, what we got to do is just get busy and get the gospel out and we can get Jesus back here. It's not what he's saying. He's saying there will come an ultimate end to the purpose and the plan of the Father. And at that time, this gospel will have been preached to the entire world. To all nations as a witness. In other words, you, you know what a witness is. A witness is somebody that saw something, heard something, was involved in something, right? It says that the gospel will be a witness to all nations. Well, what was the, how did the apostles witness? Acts 10, notice this. Am I helping you? The main thing is the main thing. It says in verse 36, that word, the word, which God sent unto the children of Israel, preaching peace by Christ, by Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. That word I say you know, that was published throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. What was that word they preached? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that was oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. That was their witness. God anointed Jesus. That's the gospel of the kingdom. And he said, this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all nations as a witness. That's keeping the main thing the main thing. That's our job. Because even after the church is raptured, after the church is raptured, God goes through Jerusalem, an angel goes through Jerusalem and marks and puts a seal on 144,000 Jewish evangelists, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel, and they minister for a period of time. Then they're caught up. After they're caught up, the two witnesses minister and preach the gospel from Jerusalem all around the world. After they are caught up, the Bible says angels Preach the living gospel throughout the world. That's why people say, well, angels don't preach the gospel yet. What does that show you? God's mercy in the middle of a time when His wrath is being poured out in its complete fullness, He still has witnesses that are proclaiming the everlasting gospel. And even in that time, whoever will believe it will get saved. We keep the main thing the main thing. Amen. Because right now, the Lord kept talking to us about, I I was uh, talking with someone not too long ago, and they were talking to me about how they felt like the enemy had kind of thwarted some of their plans and and these different things. And I understand that. I've been there before. But I, I finally, I told him, I said, well, I said, you're about to be doing more teaching than you've ever done before because the babies are coming. The harvest is on the way. You've got to keep the main thing the main thing. Everything that's going on in the world is not the main thing. It's just not. And, and, and I'll try to close. i got about five minutes, six minutes actually according to the clock. But here's the, here's the thing. Here's, here's why you can't get distracted. Because you'll get inaccurate. Folks, there may be things going on that are wrong, that are cheating. I don't doubt that. I'm not saying that I disagree with that. But here's here's my question. There are things you can't change. 
Amen. Well, I don't believe all the numbers that they're talking about this. Well, I don't know that I necessarily believe all the numbers either, but what are we going to do? Keep the main thing the main thing. He didn't say go preach against COVID. He said go preach against sin. He said go tell people that Jesus Christ loves them. Is that what he said? That's what we've got to do is keep the main thing the main thing. Lester Summer always said this. He said, you want to preach to middle America. You want to stay in the middle of the road. Don't get into extremes. Amen. I was talking to my pastor just the other day and, and uh, talking to him about some things, and he kept emphasizing over and over again that, you, the, that the church, right now, there are churches all over America that are panicking because their pastors are panicking. And let me tell you what doesn't look good on a pastor. Panic. Amen. I'm telling you, it doesn't look good. And right now, churches are looking for stability. They're looking for direction. I'm, I'm giving you our direction. We're going to keep the main thing the main thing. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached to all nations for a witness. Amen. And that's, and that's why we've got, we've got uh, uh, one congregation in two locations, one family in two locations preaching the gospel. They're preaching the gospel there tonight? What's that? Two languages. two languages. They're preaching the gospel here tonight, and I'm preaching the gospel here tonight. Amen. Amen. I got, uh, 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 Rusty probably got the same email, but I got an email from Bill Horn the other day. All the outreaches they have planned for 2021. Double. They haven't pulled back. We're still, we're still believing for a million souls. Did we reach it? Praise God. Well, that's okay. That's, that's okay. So, so that means in that time period, there's been a million souls reached for Jesus. It's keeping the main thing the main thing. Are you following me? And if you get sidetracked and get over into speculation, right, you'll start preaching against things that don't matter. They, they, they just don't matter, right? And the minute, the minute they start talking about a, a vaccine coming out, immediately, Christians, not, not heathens, Christians, not stupid people, Christians, oh, oh, there's a chip in the vaccine. It's the mark of the beast. And here's the sad thing. They write books about it, and those books will sell in the hundreds of thousands of copies. They'll become number one bestsellers. I was watching CBN the other day. I don't watch the news. I never watch the news. I just happen to see this. And uh, thank God for CBN. But they, they had their health correspondent on there, and he said, we need to clear up some, some misconceptions about this vaccine that's coming out. He said, first of all, there is no chip in the vaccine, right? She said, no, there's no chip in the vaccine. She said, there's got to be a barcode on the box so we know where it goes. Now, I'm not telling you to go get a vaccine. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying, you see how people get sidetracked? And so you'll have pastors railing from the pulpit about this is their way to control you and this is what they want to do and you won't be able to get a job without a vaccine and you won't be able to this and you won't be able to that. And hungry, hurting, scared, frightened people are sitting there in the church and they leave more scared, more frightened, and more worried. Keep the main thing the main thing. Amen. Hallelujah. If there's something you don't want to do, you're an American, don't do it. You don't want to get a shot, don't get a shot. But the point is, don't waste valuable gospel time on things that don't matter. Amen. I, I'm challenging you because I know how it is on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Politics. And family stuff. <laughs> Settling in your heart right now, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Amen. 
I sure love you, but I'm not going to talk about that. Mm-mm. Now here, have some more turkey. There's not a chip in the turkey either. Just eat all you want. <laughs> Isn't that great? Isn't that great? I believe God. And, here, and, here's, and, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. I saw a sign today. That's, it's, it's, and it's kind of a, just an elementary sign. But it said, uh, whoever wins, Jesus is still on the throne. And don't let that just be words. Jesus said, don't be troubled. When you lay down at night, don't lay down thinking about junk. Lay down thinking about how good God is to you. Lay down thinking about how blessed you are. Amen. I believe if tomorrow, if the church, if the people of God will take tomorrow and really, 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 really be thankful, I think we'll see the hand of God move in some areas. I really do. Amen. Let's stand up, everybody. Praise God. I hope you received tonight. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Of course, we'll be back Sunday morning with some more great word. I'm believing God for great things. Glory to God. Good to see everybody. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Not often I'm here with the girls. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, praise God. Hallelujah. God's good to us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Just close your eyes. Say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this past year. Lord, it's been a year of expectation and manifestation. And I thank you for keeping me. Thank you for delivering me. And as we enter into 2021, we believe that we will see a year of light and magnificent victory. In the name of Jesus, amen and amen. Hallelujah. Well, come on, let's say our vision tonight, shall we?